0: welcome back to elevator inspiration for sunday school we're still in our series dealing with god's protection and the subject of this lesson is god preserves a remnant this is lesson seven of our Cogit legacy version so let's get started i want to show this timeline one more time and i want to highlight and show you where we are now last week um Joseph had to interpret Pharaoh's dream and notice now he was 30 years old when he did that. And remember the dream indicated that was going to be seven years of plenty and then seven years of a famine. So at the end, he was 37 because he had two kids. That was Manassas was the oldest and then Ephraim. And then this lesson, he's actually 39 years old because this is when the family comes down and get grain. I want to just highlight one more thing here. Um, he's When Jacob dies, actually, Joseph is 59 years old. We're going to talk about that a little bit more next. The first outline is Joseph makes himself known. Now, in order for us to understand this text here, we have to go back a little further. Now, chapter 44. In chapter 44, we see that Joseph... Had, had dinner with all his brothers, all 11. He actually convinced them to bring Benjamin, which was his brother, because, remember now, he had put Simeon in prison and said, Simeon is going to stay there unless you all bring your brother back. So he could not contain himself in that room. It, the scripture says that he goes by because he has so much emotion, but he had to make sure. That they had remorse for what they did to him so he planted his chalice in Benjamin's bag and he sent his servant after them after they left and the servant said who if any if anyone has his master's chalice they're gonna be his servant they're gonna be his slave and when it was found in Benjamin's bag oh boy it told them a pieces to the point that, I mean, Judah stood up. And, And there's a long list of words in this chapter where Judah is crying out, pleading with Joseph to not allow this to happen, to not keep Benjamin because his father is going to die. So basically, Joseph could not contain himself verse 1 and 2 says that he sent everyone out of the room said clear out everyone leave and it was the only individual was there was Joseph and his 11 brothers now I want to emphasize one thing here because I keep using the term Joseph but they only knew him as Zaphi Panay they did not know him as Joseph he did not look like a Canaanite he looked like an Egyptian. And verse 3 it says, Joseph said to his brethren, here it is, I am Joseph. Now remember now, all the other time he was speaking Egyptian. He did not speak that language. And then when he sends everyone out of the room, he says to them, I am Joseph. Doeth my father yet live. Now I want you to notice that now and I'm highlighting that because he's questioned again about his father and his brothers could not answer for they were troubled at his presence. They were startled. Here we have the ruler, second in command of Egypt, asking them and then all of a sudden telling them that he's Joseph. Now I like verse four because I'm reading between lines here. And Joseph said to his brother, come near to me. I highlighted that. And here's the reason why I highlight it. Think about this just for a few seconds. What does Joseph have? He has a mark on his body that no other individual in Egypt has to prove that he is one of them. And that mark is circumcision. That's the reason why he pulled everyone out the room. Only he and his brothers is there. And he said, come to me, come closer, come near. And I believe he showed them that he was circumcised. And then he says, I pray you. And they came near and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. And then he turns around and says, I think this is godly wisdom. Therefore, be not grieved, not angry at yourselves that you sow me hither. I like this, I highlight it. God did send me before you to preserve your life. That's what Job is saying. God sent me here to preserve you. And then in the next outline, he gives more details. For these two years had the famine been in the land, and there are yet five years left. And, And verse seven says, God sent me before you to preserve you as a posterity in the earth to save your life by a great deliverance God did this not you and he's trying to paint a different picture there look what God has done but it's very difficult for them to see that because they seeing him and they realize what they had done and they cannot even forgive themselves yet Joseph has forgiven them and notice verse 8 So now, it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he made me, I like this, a father to Pharaoh, a lord of his house, and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. This was God doing, not your good doing. Even though you did it, God intervened. So my takeaway from that outline is this. Think about this. God's sovereignty. And we know god has a sovereignty but if you notice over here man has choices to make and man choices can lead to god's will being fulfilled in your life like joseph one thing that we have to have is forgiveness joseph have this You know i I jumped to the 50th chapter because i want to quote something here this is when jacob dies and i want you to notice that his brothers are still wondering and this is 15 years later that he's going to get even with us notice it says forgive i pray thee the trespass of thy brethren for their sin for they did unto the evil and we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of thy father. They have left Egypt, went back to Can- the land of Cana to bury their father. And they're saying to themselves, he's going to get even with us now because dad is dead. Think about that, you all, when we have family members and sometimes there's so much strife and, and, and things that's happening that we do not know how to forgive. But here's the providence. I'm a father to Pharaoh because this is still 15 years later. Joseph is still in his role. I'm a lord of his house. I'm a ruler in Egypt. That's my takeaway from that outline. The last outline is God sins for, it's correction, Joseph sins for his father. Joseph is telling them he's so happy that his brothers are there. And he's saying, hey, ye." Go to my father and say to him, thus says thy son Joseph, emphasizing that God, notice now, he's putting the emphasis on God hath made me Lord of all Egypt, come down unto me and tarry not. Even he's going to put them in the land of Goshen, which is a prosperous land. You can bring your children, children, your flock, your herbs and all that you have. Come here, I'm going to take care of you, because he says the famine has five more years. And then verse 12, and behold, your eyes see in the eyes of my brother and Benjamin that this is my mouth that speaks to you. Listen, I'm speaking your language. I'm not speaking Egyptian anymore. This is my life, my mouth that is speaking to you. And this is my brother, Benjamin. I want you to notice now, he says, look at our eyes. Our eyes are the same. Remember now, Benjamin is his four brother because they have the same mother, Rachel, died giving birth to him. And they have the same mother. And then verse 14, and he fell upon his brother, Benjamin, neck and wept, and Benjamin wept upon him. And then he turns and he kissed all his brothers, wept with them, and after this, his brethren talked to him. So my takeaway from this is when Joseph realized what God was doing through him, he could easily execute God's plan. Notice he says, God hath made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me and tarry not. When you realize that it's God that's doing what he's doing in your life, then you can execute. And then number two, God has a master plan for the universe and he also have a plan for our lives. Uh, Look at Job 23 and 10 it says but he knoweth the way that I take. When he has tried me I shall come forth as gold. You know my question I want you to think about and get ready for Sunday is when Joseph announced himself to his brothers and asked if his father was alive why couldn't his brothers answer him and then the second question is where were Joseph's family going to live i only hit on that for a few minutes we're going to explain expound on that one a little bit more sunday and then number three how do you know that god is always in control simple question but it's thought provoking how do you know that god is always in control and then the last question is explain a statement explain this statement your gift will make room for you that's something that my mom used to tell me all the time your gift will make room for you you know three things that i want to take away from this god is always in control god god's plan is not always known but faithfulness brings now the lesson learned that I got from this is like Joseph I must exercise forgiveness even when I cannot grasp the divine purpose for my current situation but his word reminds me that God has a divine plan for my life therefore I must continue to trust because afterward I will become like pure gold he finishes. So my thought to remember is God always let me say that again, God will always preserve his people. Let's spend a few moments on reflection. I have a key verse was Genesis forty five and eight. And this is Joseph telling his brothers so it was not you that sent me hither in other words sent me to egypt but god and then if you notice here when god is doing something god has a plan and he unfolds god's plan to his brother by saying he hath made me father to pharaoh a lord of his house a ruler throughout all the land of egypt If we allow God to work his plan in our life, instead of our plan, then we can bring more glory to God. Think about that. Joseph, through everything he did, he allowed God to work his plan instead of Joseph's plan. Joseph was willing to forgive his brothers and he constantly forgave them even 15 years later when his father Jacob of Israel had passed away, his brother asked again for forgiveness and Joseph wept and said, I forgive you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you are a gracious and forgiving God full of mercy and compassion. So we thank you for the good times in our lives. Help us to forgive our brothers and sisters and render assistance in time of need, just like Joseph did for his family. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, welcome to Elevated Inspiration for Sunday School. Some of you realize that if you like this link, because what I try to do each Sunday is share little nuggets on the Sunday school lesson. So if you like listening to these YouTube clips, I encourage you to hit subscribe button. That's down below. And uh, so you will never miss your Sunday school lesson. Thank you.